Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back here to recap another leg of the amazing race 33 here as the teams race to Greece. And we actually had another elimination this week. It was Lulu and Lala who are out of the race and into the sea at the end of this leg of the amazing race. And we were down to only four teams on the amazing race 33 and here to Wrap it all up like a nice Slovakia. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We're here with our Amazing Race panel. Uh, first, our chief Amazing Race correspondent. Here is Jessica Lee's Jess, how are you? I'm doing great, Rob. Uh, I can't wait to pack all our analysis into a tight little leaf and roll it all up and give it out to the listeners. Veins out. Veins out, Vein, remember. No, veins in. Veins in. Okay. Veins in. I think that's that's also a rule in life. <laughs> okay. Yes. Ideally. All right. Uh, and then here to talk with us as well. Here is, of course, uh, the great Mike Bloom. Thank you. But if you'd like to, if I may, I'm going to open up a book and introduce you to a new character. St. Mike. That's me. <laughs> Hello, yes. everybody. St. Mike, what's so interesting about you? I'm the patron saint of bits. <laughs> of bits bits yes i do all the bits around bits. greece yes yes i entertained uh oedipus that was a real mother effer mm-hmm. you get my drift yeah yep, yeah yep, no wonder yep. he got gouged his eyes out yep uh talked to plato then he caved mm-hmm. i can do this all day mm-hmm. greek based humor that's what you want mm-hmm. yep Okay. They don't talk about me in the history books. No, no, they do not. All right. So uh, we have got a leg of the Amazing Race to talk about uh, through in Greece. An interesting uh, leg for sure, because uh, did we have no detour in this leg? All roadblocks. All, all roadblocks. Yeah. Oops, Oops, all, all roadblocks. roadblocks. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so yeah. I, the, the implication, right, is that one person from eat from the team is supposed to like you switch off essentially between the two. I don't think we got outright confirmation in this leg. So I'm assuming, was it mandatory and they didn't include it or was it just, all right, it's a second roadblock in the leg. I guess you can do it now, Penn, since I Kim did the other one. Yeah. I mean, I think most of the teams came in with the strategy that they were going to switch off anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's more like also when you do the roadblock, you're tired. And they want, you know, you want the fresh person to go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we will talk about uh, all of that. We're down to just four teams. Boy, I am all in on next week when Arun and Natalia get another non-elimination. Yes. Can't wait. I mean, listen, let's make Amazing Race history. Let's you know, do it's it. A historical, it's a historical season for many reasons. Let's break those record books. Let's break the record books. Now, th- this will be the third or the fourth time next week, presumably, presumptively, that they will be in last place and not eliminated. Will that be three or four times? So it would be the fourth time they've come in last place. Now, technically, they, they were did eliminated. get eliminated one time, but they got they came so, back. So, yeah, it was sort of like a retroactive non-elimination leg, but this will be the fourth time that they would have come in last, which I believe would have set a record if that's the case uh and i'm sure you know we'd have the the priest being like all right then there was arun and natalia they finished last four times arun said he was not doing it for his wife he was doing it for himself he does it for himself 
And now you'll be quizzed about it afterwards. Stay focused. Do it for mom, dad. Mom, I'm doing it for myself. Do it for myself. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Isn't there a scene in Breaking Bad that was like that? Yeah, I did it I for am, you. I, I am the danger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, no. You did it. You did it for you did it for yourself, Arun. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Arun does have the Walter White uh, hair or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is more of, you know, he, he does cook as well. Mm-hmm. They talk about what he does cook. Yep. I'm saying the parallels are unmistakable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He's had a lot of close calls with danger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lives on the edge. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Arun uh, and Natalia, they're doing it. It's amazing. <laughs> It's going to happen because, yeah, there, there's a lot of, well, I really liked this episode. Like, I thought this was a very funny episode just through a lot of the responses to some of the tasks, even if some of them were not necessarily the most uh, interesting. There was still a lot of, like, I don't know, bumble effing around Greece, which I always enjoy from my amazing race legs. That's, like, my base level of enjoyment. I mean, when you look ahead to what's to come, we are really starting to, like, sift out you know, the gold from the rest of the sand while we're panning here at the moment. And even amongst our top three teams, there might be some sort of shakeups that might happen where like a Raquel and Kayla might end up pulling out a win. But right now, I mean, my top story at least is uh, I think Penn and Kim have now officially become the team to be Mm -hmm. after all this time. Yeah. I mean, for a while, like they came back and it was like, oh, Ryan and Dusty are unbeatable. But you know what? Ryan and Dusty have been in the middle of the pack now uh, for the majority of time since we came back from the blip, Jess. Yeah, I think they hit one speed bump, not a liter, not a race speed bump, but an actual figure. Remember those? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, though, we don't have those anymore. Let's let's all just pretend they never happened. Um, yeah, they hit a figurative speed bump and it just all went to hell for them. Like they've mm-hmm. really never managed to get back on their dominant track. Yeah. And it's not even like that they have been struggling. I mean, I think that they had the one struggle. Ryan had to struggle uh, with uh, story time with the priest, but it's just that <laughs> Penn and Kim are just like not looking back. Uh, they are, they're not struggling anymore. This is like their slumdog millionaire. Mm-hmm. Like every task they hit they're there's, like they know which one of them should do it and they they figure out how to do it very quickly. Yeah. So uh, they have figured everything out. If anything, they are like gaining more and more of a lead to the point where, um, you know, like uh, they're so lucky that or the other teams are lucky that they get to start at the same time as them. Otherwise, they would be way ahead. Yeah. Mike, do you remember that season 11 when they didn't they didn't like hold anybody back or bunch anybody and like Charlotte and Myrna were like three full days ahead of everybody yeah. else? Yeah, because they had the they were able to like book the flights ahead of time. And there was also that time when Colin and Christy uh, got in Egypt, right? Like they got in like six hours early and then got the fast forward. They were a full 24 hours ahead of everybody. So, again, you know, Elise and Bertram had said one of the reasons why they did this sort of like group departure time was because they didn't want to provide those sort of moments where everybody got bunched up together uh, because it's sort of like not necessarily punishes the teams that are doing well, but, you know, can unfortunately disincentivize them. But, I mean, we had a bit of a bunching point up here at the roadblock, and Kim and Penn just show that, like, at the end of the day, bunch them up all you like. They're going to do fairly well. Mm -hmm. I would go so far as to say their only major slip-up post-blip has been, like, that whole bartender race thing when, like, they took a much harder task, and so, therefore, they fell to third place as a result that otherwise they've done second, third, first, first, first. Mm -hmm. Like, they just had an absolutely 
ridiculous stride. And here was yet again another week where I can say they did things pitch perfect, uh, which they are obviously used to given their musical proclivities. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about the leg. So uh, we saw our teams uh, departing. Uh, they had to stop by some sort of like olive tree grove to find the clue, which was up in the tree. And the teams uh, had different methods to try to uh, get the clue out of the tree. We saw Raquel get up on Kayla's shoulders. Now, I've watched a full week of Love is Blind. I know how important it is to know if your partner can, uh, you know, is uh, of a proper weight to go on your shoulders at an outdoor music festival. So this is very important, I guess, also when you are picking a partner for The Amazing Race. I mean, you need to have those strengths that balance each other out. But on the other hand, if this is a task that could be solved by using a ladder, you might not need to worry about that one Yeah, it seems like there was a ladder uh, somewhere. Uh, How about Arun has ups, Mike? I mean, listen, I'd love to see him like play some basketball with Penn, uh, maybe get Michael in there as well. Again, it sucks that they don't have much downtime and be able to spend time with each other. Otherwise, they could get some pickup basketball games going. I just I love this is one example, though, of like, you know, here's a problem. How do you approach it that we occasionally see on the Amazing Race? And you have someone like Penn who just like scratches his head and he's able to reach it. And then, like you said, you get Raquel and Kayla doing the little rascal style like, oh, I'll sit on your shoulders. And this is what I love about The Amazing Race is the deception that comes of, okay, we have to tackle a problem head on. And then for some reason, you don't, you're not able to see the olive grove for the trees and like actually look to your side and see the ladder. One example that this reminds me of, I'll invoke their names a few times due to other precedents they had. In The Amazing Race 5, there was a set of twins named Cammie and Carly who (laughs) there was like a... uh, lake the, the phil and the greeter were like on an island in like the little middle of a lake and the path to get there was to like walk across some stones you know to get there cammy and carly thought for some reason they had to swim there so they like completely stripped down swam the entire way across and got out and phil's like that's great you know all the other teams just took the path over there but you decided to swim good for you uh so much so that they actually referenced it in the next legs pit stop and that's what i was reminded of here this idea of Oh, there is a very obvious solution, but for whatever reason, you're not seeing it, but it makes good TV in the process. Mm -hmm. Okay. We go to our roadblock, our first roadblock uh, at Mariana's. Mariana is very particular. Uh, We want to know who likes to rap. Well, I know who would do that among the three of us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I would fail massively because I am not very good. I'm not, I don't have great like dexterous skills. So like, sorry, team, I would mm-hmm. put us way behind. Uh, I'm not good. With yeah, the but main. I feel like that that was a, uh, a st- <laughs> you know, a staple on the podcast for years, Mike, where people would want you to uh, improvise <laughs> a rap. Yeah, but that's how we get tricked, right? Is that uh, we'd be like, oh, great. I think yeah. that's one reason why Kim maybe chose is like, oh, great. We're going to do this. And it's like, oh, crap, freaking homonyms. They get me every single time. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it, does that mean you're not going to spit a rhyme about wrapping up grape leaves? Uh, here, I'm going to wrap up some dolmates. Uh, I'm feeling very naughty. <laughs> okay. I, so uh, the, the, remember, the teams have a clue. So the teams uh, are reading the clue. Uh, who likes to rap? I, I have to think they're spelling it W-R-A-P. Of course. Yeah. 
or so, RHAP. Yeah, or RHAP. Um, but uh, so I don't think anybody's just being tricked into thinking that they are going to be uh, in some sort of a rap battle. Um, yeah. What would the task be if it was who likes oh. to RHAP? Because what we do is really easy. I kind mm-hmm. of feel like any person that's you know good enough at talking to be on television could sit down and do a podcast with us. That's what oh, you would easy. think. No, you do you do one of those memorization tasks like we had in Amazing Race Canada. Remember just when they had to go to like the ESPN Center and memorize oh, yeah. the you'd you'd have to interview Mariana, the the olive lady, mm. and, and be like, All right, so and follow the script exactly, because that's what we do on podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Telling it's all Brian, scripted. Right. Teddy Mellencamp has proven that with that outline that leaked a few weeks ago. Uh, and so if you don't follow the script when you interview her, then you have to go back and do it again. That's how you RHAP on the Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So uh, prepare 60 domades. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Seems easy enough, but again, Mariana is very particular. She likes her veins in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Raquel and Kim, they started off. Uh, Raquel is the person that is going to struggle the most uh, in terms of paying attention to uh, which way the grape leaves are supposed to go. Uh, it wasn't just that. It was also the presentation. Uh, Mar- Mariana is only going to accept the domades uh, in three rows of 20. That is the only civilized way to serve domades. I mean, it's sad that OCD has manifested itself in the form of this woman. But you know what? If she has success in her business, I guess we have to follow her methods. <laughs> she knows. She knows. Uh, so uh, we see uh, Kim. She realizes kind of early on uh, that uh, it needs to be done a particular way. Was this uh, a shrewd move on Kim's part not to share that information with Raquel? I mean, she is in no way obligated to share that information. Mm hmm. At this point in the race, she would kind of be dumb to share it. Yeah. Yeah. The only time you should share it in that instance is you are done. You are piecing out of there. Turn around and yell, by the way, you need to have the veins in, on the inside. Yeah. Well, I kind of liked what she did when she left that she was sort of like, hey, like she's like her helpful hint was, guys, she's super picky. OK, it uh, doesn't give like the the actual like secret sauce of what you need to do to complete the task. But just right. as like, hey, make sure you get it really like, because I'm telling you, she is very particular. Yeah, because then Lulu and Lala are like, oh, picky like me. They, she doesn't like raw onions. OK, <laughs> I'll make sure that they're not in the domates. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, we're seeing Raquel struggle. Um Finally, uh, you know, all the different teams are uh, are showing up. Uh, Dusty is going to work on this task for uh, Ryan and Dusty. And of course, uh, Dusty feels like that he has some unique life experience. This is where my Colorado extracurricular activities are going to come into play. Dusty is ridiculous. He was particularly ridiculous this week when he's talking about like you eat with your eyes first. And yes. Considering his origin story, that, that would make sense, right? Like usually see the peanut butter before you eat it out of your master's hands with the pill in it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's true. And um, I think he was very good at this task because he knows how to roll over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't teach him new tricks, but he's just an old one, luckily. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, we see Kim get through. Uh, eventually... Dusty is going to uh, get it. Uh, when Dusty gets it, uh, he has like a, a, a very effusive celebration. Woo! Yeah, baby, move time. Let's get it. 
Fortunately for all the Greek gods above that looked out on their child Greek boy here, I was able to get it done, and I was ecstatic. Yeah. Down boy. Down boy. Yeah. What, what, so what was he talking about? The Greek gods were looking down on him in this moment? Yeah, I guess that he is the son of a Greek god now because he rolled the Demades. Uh, again, here, here's what he's saying. For all the Greek gods above that looked out on their child Greek boy here, I was able to get it done. Yeah. I was ecstatic. He's anointed himself the child of Greek gods, a.k.a. Greek boy, who <laughs> has perfected the, the, the skill to make the Demades. Ooh, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> Is that what he's fancying himself as? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's that's Dusty. Uh, meanwhile, um, Lulu doesn't have too much of a problem. Uh, Arun, this is a five hole for him, Jess, because uh, he's mm-hmm. in the restaurant industry. I don't know if you know that. I, I had heard that, but it's not a five hole because he does it. He does okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and eventually, even Raquel uh, gets it. She, uh, takes, it takes her long enough, but she finally gets it. I mean, this is fairly big, though, because Raquel and Kayla were in second place, and we once again get that drop of, like, this is our first place victory today. I can feel it. And they fall to last place for the very first time in the race. You know, granted, they are about to do a bunch of self-driving, which proves to be the Achilles heel of the other two teams that they catch up nearly immediately. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, look at pretty tough for them at this moment that Raquel just completely sends them, you know, catapulting down to the bottom of the pack. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they will end up back at second place. So it's uh, an up and down leg for uh, Raquel and Kayla. So our teams are going to head to Mama's uh, Cantina stand for some souvlaki. I really wish there was a band playing. It's not a true cantina if there's not a band. <laughs> right. Yes, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think putting this task in there. I have two theories on this. One theory is they forgot to do their research on Greece and they're just like, oh, well, they eat souvlaki there. Let's have a souvlaki task. The other thing is last week they made people eat a local delicacy and they spent like a whole big chunk of the episode being like, oh, I can't believe I had to eat that. It's so gross. People really eat that. People must be crazy for eating that in this country that where they have welcomed us. And I think maybe they were, they were like, well, we need to overcorrect on that let's let's allow them to eat something really delicious for their next task and then this backfires on them massively when, when lulu and lala can't eat it can't keep yeah, it down like the mega cheese which much better than this schmashmaki did they even struggle that much with the mega cheese no they were relatively fine with it compared to the cook because it had no raw onions maggots fine raw onions oh no deal breaker <laughs> <laughs> not gonna just do imagine, it I'm just, I'm just imagining you know fear factor with he who shall not be named like all right today you're gonna be biting into a raw onion and lulu's like nope sorry no money needed i'm done i'm walking away from this mm-hmm. leave your produce behind mm-hmm. yeah okay so i i kind of like this uh task i mean again it wasn't even a, it was like a route marker uh it wasn't even a task it was like i right, go to the stand first spell suvlaki which seemed kind of random it seemed random, but the thing that I loved about this task is how much it worked. And I, to Jess's point, I don't know if they intended this or not, but this was arguably the hardest thing any of these teams had to do this leg. And it was a freaking spelling bee and an eating contest, you know, crammed into one. Uh, I did love Dusty invoking the name of previous amazing racer Joey Chestnut, by the way, as well. Yes. Now, uh, here's what they said. Joey, fast not eat your heart out, buddy. Do we think... That they had the presence of mind and knew Joey Chestnut is an amazing racer, or 
are they just dropping competitive eating knowledge? The latter. Yeah. You know the you know the memory of a dog, Rob. Like, right. They don't remember when. But you that's leave amazing. The house and come like uh, that. So if 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 Dusty truly doesn't even know Joe Justin was on the Amazing Race, like, well, Dusty, I got something that's really going to blow your mind. Do you know Joey Chestnut's an Amazing Race alumni? And he would have been like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is really random to think about, right? It's like when we're talking Survivor and we have to stop and be like, yeah, Jimmy Johnson was on Survivor. Like, yes. that's what I kind of think about with Joey Chestnut. Oh, yeah, he was on The Amazing Race at one point. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Hasselbeck was on Survivor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Um, Pen and Kim, no problem with spelling. They eat it. Now, I thought also, what a troll move to put like the nice uh like waste paper receptacle next to mama slovaki sand oh i love it i love it like yes give me digging through garbage for a million dollars that's what i want for my reality tv nowadays mm-hmm. yeah it's probably against some kind of health code to literally make a digging through garbage task. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ironically, I think the one team that didn't go digging through the garbage was uh, Ryan and Dusty. And considering Dusty's background, <laughs> it really would have been something that he That's would have true. excelled at. Dusty, Dusty was already digging through the garbage. He's like, no, boy, come over here. Eat the Savlaki mm-hmm. instead. Don't, mm-hmm. go, don't go through that, that garbage. Yeah. So, yeah, I love this where uh, the, and the woman like really was perfect at this where uh, she just like went back to the start of the loop. If you asked her like, uh, <laughs> like, do you have a clue for me? It's like uh, the special is Suvlaki. <laughs> like, yeah, OK, she's like, she like an animatronic at a Disney park ride. Like, oh, the, the meal of the day is Suvlaki, but you have to spell it for me. And it leads to this incredible moment where Lulu and Lala eat an entire second souvlaki because they just didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was, that was uh, such a highlight. Um, so Penn, he gets the clue out of the garbage. Uh, they have to go head down to a church. Uh, Ryan and Dusty, uh, they do it. Lulu and Lala. Um, this was just like a cursed leg of the race for them. Jess, <laughs> just overall, right? Yeah. It's just one of those things where, everything just starts to go wrong. And at that point, I think, you know, as we're going to, as you're going to hear when you hear the exit interview, they're just going to, they're just going to, at a certain point, roll with it mm-hmm. and have a good time and enjoy with the time they have left. Because I think right around the time they had to eat the second souvlaki, they realized they were not going to, and it, I think it even maybe occurred before that, but they realized they were not probably going to be in the next leg so they might as well just have fun with this one right uh i haven't mentioned it yet jess and i talked with lulu and lala earlier today uh that podcast should be up if you want to hear our exit interview with uh lulu and lala mike i know you as well uh spoke with uh lulu and lala Any, anything interesting from your conversation uh with lulu and lala you want to highlight so I guess the main thing that's applicable to this leg was the fact that apparently the reason why they got so lost was that like they were essentially told to just keep going straight, but they had really gone into their heads about like, no, it has to be here. So they kept going in circles, right? We saw a couple times where they would like stop off at a park for a hot second. And they felt the reason why they actually do end up doing this sort of like premature check-in at the pit stop was because it was a very sparse area that they were exploring and they saw people like down by the beach and they thought, okay, this probably makes sense. It's a, it's a, it's a Slovaki stand. There's probably going to be, 
you know, plebs around. And so they ran down this place where a bunch of people were and then found out that it was the pit stop. So they talked a little bit about why they were misguided. Some other tidbits as to, you know, the struggles they had in the very beginning, how they surprised themselves, honestly, with how much they were arguing initially. It was like they had a lot of pent up pressure from working and living together that they never talked about their issues. And then it all just sort of came spilling out, unfortunately, over the race. But very, very fun interview with uh, Lulu and Lala up at parade.com. And, you know, especially for you both with your audio interviews, bonus points to anybody out there. I'll send a, a Savlaki to anyone who can discern who is Lulu and who is Lala during each answer. That's why we had video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can check that out on the YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. Lulu's audio is going to be uh, better than Lala. And the quiet twin and the louder twin. <laughs> she had the better earbud. Let's uh, then bring in some of these other teams that are going to get to the Slovakia stand. Uh, so Raquel and Kayla, uh, they get there. There's a great moment where they are, you know, they're confused. They're eating the Slovakia and the, they look to the woman in the in the truck and she gives them nothing. And then they say, oh, wait, do we have to eat the pieces that drive fell on the floor? Um, I, I wanted them to do it. I was like, yes, yes. No, you have to. I mean, again, this you better is where do you it just to be safe. Yeah. I'm surprised that Dusty didn't eat the pieces off the floor. Uh, just swooped in and like ate them ahead of time. Just, uh, you know, served as a vacuum cleaner. I mean, this would have also been like a low point of the race, right? This would be like, what would you do for a million dollars? Would you eat Dusty Savlaki, not to be confused with the person off the ground in the middle of Greece mm-hmm. to get a million dollars. Just would they stop them? Say, no, 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 you don't, don't do that. It's pandemic. Um, well, I don't know that there's an increased pandemic risk from eating dirt. Mm-hmm. I think it's down I, to a four second rule. I think now. Yeah. I mean, the, I think the second rule, they haven't really made significant adjustments to that. It's more like if somebody else sneezes on it, then you probably shouldn't eat mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. which has always also been true. But is is dust not the Earth sneezing in a manner of speaking? Mm, no, yeah. dust is space sneezing. Oh, okay. and what does that have to do with Dusty? Um, nothing except that he probably wishes he was there to eat all the food off the ground. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's going to take a minute for uh, Lulu and Lala and Arun and Natalia to uh, get there. Meanwhile, we start to see teams arriving at the church for the uh, second of the roadblocks here in the episode. Who wants to be iconic is the name of this one. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I also loved I was a little tricked at first because I know when Ryan and Dusty showed up, it cut to like this random guy sitting there with a bunch of portraits. And I'm like, oh, this isn't the guy affiliated with the roadblock. And he is. They just uh, sort of preemptively showed him. I really liked this task. I mean, maybe it's just because. I'm a big old freaking nerd, uh, but I love me some book learning tasks, people. But did you like the name who wants to be iconic? I think so. Like mm-hmm. what else? Like who wants to get saintly? Would that be the the alternate take on it? I mean, that's literally what those portraits are called. Oh, icon, I- icons. They're called icons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the only thing you could call it. How about isn't it iconic? Don't you think? Mm. <laughs> it's like Savlaki <laughs> on the dusty floor. <laughs> when you get to the pit stop you're not supposed to be there yet it's like rapping so much and your veins are in in. (laughs) all right uh just what an another demonstration of pen's superpowers 
Where's the and, Marvel movie on Penn? <laughs> I mean, this is a perfect illustration of it, of what, of how your brain works when you have ADHD. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're good at a task, you're really, really good at it. Like, I mean, the way I've explained it before is if you give me something to do, I'm either going to go ham on it and deliver it to you 10 times better than you thought it was, you're going to get it, or I am never going to get it to you and you're going to have to bother me for months. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is it. Like, you can get into that hyper focus, you can digest the information, you can regurgitate it, and then you're on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the priest was a character, Mike. Oh, I love the priest. I'm I'm always good for a no nonsense NPC. We talked about this with the lady at the Sablaki stand, but I think by far the favorite thing, right, was uh I think was it Ryan asking him questions and the priest just sassing him like, please do not talk to the priest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy was good. Uh, so Penn go- does it by himself, goes through uh, all the different saints. Uh, Penn gets to the the guy that has all the icons and uh, he nails it. Five for five. Boom. Yeah. And I, and I love this task, too, because of the the use of dummies dummy answers like mm-hmm. those are always my favorite parts of these mm-hmm. right and that's where the, the trap that ryan falls into is he thinks okay it's just the first five let me go run back this is easy mode but i would imagine it's, it's a 15 long minute sermon i would imagine if it's roughly a minute per person that they probably went through 15 icons and so the task was actually i think maybe one of the harder ones they had to do in the race just because sitting there and waiting and trying to keep everything in your mind for 15 minutes is tough to do when you don't have that pen-esque hyper focus mm-hmm. yeah but I think it gets exponentially easier on the second try because yeah, you know well, what he's going to look for. If he I mean, was asking different questions the second time, you'd be totally yeah. boned. Yeah, but, that, that's the hack, right? Is like you, I mean, honestly, the hack is like you sit there for maybe one minute, run back, be like, okay, what are the questions? And then you go yeah. and, and do the, and you, you find the answers if you have that time to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And compare this to the uh, task with the glass bottom boat uh, last week, because I feel like it's sort of like a similar thing of like, okay, well now the whole thing takes like 15 minutes to, to go back through and you have to go and uh, remember what's what, but the way that this was like, you could have like one wrong answer as opposed to last week where it's like, okay, it wasn't like, okay, pick which uh, swatch has uh, the, the, the icons in the right order. Like uh, I love this uh, so much more than where you could just like be getting missing one thing. And I like when they don't tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the best. That's very good. Okay, so Ryan on the quiz. Uh, this was so funny. Where like the guy gets through five. Ryan decided, hey. All right, I heard five. That's it. I saw like uh, five. I, I guess maybe like he saw like uh, there's gonna be they're gonna ask you five five things. I heard five. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, I think he does what a lot of kids wanted to do when they went to church: skip out on the sermon early. Of like, great, I got my got my five minutes. Got the tight five from the priest. All right, I'm out of here. I'm done. Yeah. So. Uh, they go through it and uh, Ryan is going to you know, have some challenges. OK, uh, Natalia and Arun, they have some trouble with uh, the spelling, Jess. Uh, so we know uh, Natalia and Arun, they have trouble with driving. Spelling is not their forte either. Well, I think they're good at many, many things. But I, we've, so much has been made of Arun's restaurant experience. Mm-hmm. And granted, he doesn't own a Greek restaurant, but I feel like you would have run into it at some point. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, that's one of my favorites. And I know it gets a little bit of underlining, like Americans are dumb, uh, like we see sometimes on The Amazing Race. But man, I lived for the struggling to both pronounce and spell Slovaki. I believe they're the ones that started away with Shulaki, mm-hmm. uh, which sounds like how I describe like Joel Schumacher movies as a bit of a portmanteau. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a stretch. <laughs> Deep pull. Yeah, Batman and Robin, so Shulaki. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, did you famously do a podcast about Batman and Robin, Mike? I did. Joe, Jordan Parhar and I got together and got a little shellacky. Yeah, very uh, shellacky. Then watching that movie is the akin to the taste of eating Slovakia off the ground. So mm-hmm. I felt very similar to what Raquel and Kayla were about to do. Yes. Is there anything you haven't done a podcast about at this point, Mike? That's a very good point. I might as well. I might. I think I have to go through the saints. I think that's the next thing I have to do is do like a 15 minute long sermon about uh, the Greek saints and then take a quiz on it at the end. Mm hmm. Okay. You could call it my big fat Greek podcast. I am sad that uh, we did not get any. Are we too much out of the zeitgeist of my big fat Greek? Do we do have we do we're, have the plates? Yeah, we're breaking plates next week. next week. Yeah, I'm just sad that we didn't have to spray Windex on anything over the course of this leg. <laughs> <laughs> so let's find g- Nick to get your next clue. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, 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 Nick. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, Lulu and Lala. Lulu and Lala. Uh, they thought they saw a stop sign, but they're going to keep going. They arrive at the pit stop, which is amazing. Like they are so far ahead that like they are, it's not like, okay, they missed one task. They, they, they have missed two, uh, two stops to get to the pit stop. It's almost unfathomable. I spent some time actually with the map out trying to figure out how they managed to do it. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is that the pit stops like all the way back into the main town and there's the one big main road. And if they went the wrong way on that main road, they wind up back in town before they wind up at the beach. So at at some point, I think they just got entirely turned around and went all the way on that main road. Mm -hmm. It's wild, though. We have not seen this in quite some time. So the precedent, I believe I'm thinking of like. I believe it was the penultimate leg or one of the, the final four leg in Amazing Race 3 in Vietnam, right, Jess? That's when uh, Derek and Drew, another set of twins, actually uh, did not get the clue to the pit stop. In Amazing Race 5, we had two teams, including another set of twins. I don't know why it's about the twins, but this is in the blood. Uh, they And the very first leg, actually, they did not get, like, they stumbled upon a detour option and said, I guess we're doing this, but mm-hmm. they never actually got the detour clue. But this is one of the first times I can remember where they skipped multiple tasks to get mm-hmm. to the pit stop. Lulu and Lala essentially skipped half the leg. They did a mini fast And they still wouldn't the have been stop. in first place. Yeah, that's true as well. That like Pan and Kim were that good that with this mini fast forward, Lulu and Lala still would have finished in second. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they go to Phil. Like, uh, not yet. Too early. You have still have tasks to do. Like, okay, just, just saying hi. Uh, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Amazing Race 20 as well, where oh, yeah, of course. Dave and Rachel found the actual finish line of the entire race and feels like, no, 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 I can't check in yet. Go back. Mm-hmm. And they still ended up winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, um, it's reconnaissance. Yeah. I mean, at least, I, well, I don't know. Lulu and Lala said, well, at least we know how to get there now. And, and they're like, well, kind of. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, well, we got lost fighting our way there. I don't know if you can get into that mindset to also find your way back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the seven uh, rules of highly effective people begin with the end in mind. Go, go look at the finish line. Then you know what you're working towards. Then you can come back. Right. So you're suggesting blindly wander around town on the amazing race, find the pit stop and say, all right, bookmark that everybody mm-hmm. we're gonna get there eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where we're good. Now we know where we're going. OK, that was the hard part. <laughs> OK, and so like, and Phil and Phil did sassily yell back at them too, like, well, at least you know where, where the pit stop is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OK, so. All right. Um Eventually, Arun and Natalia, they finally get uh, the Suvlaki. They threw out the paper. They finally uh, figure out uh, what they need to do. Um, Lulu and Lala will eventually arrive at the uh, the cantina. Uh, They need some help from the tourists to spell Suvlaki. Or as they call it, Shovlaki. Shovlaki. was was the first time they spelled. Yeah. They finally get it, but now they have to eat a souvlaki. And oh, even though it looked horror. it looked delicious, uh, it, it's a big problem for Lulu, correct? No, it was Lala this La-la. time. Lala, yes. A little uncharacteristic. Lulu is the one with the sensitive stomach, but this time Lala the onion phobe uh, had her true kryptonite being revealed. Yeah. So here's my question. It says you have to eat the whole thing. Right. If you really hated onions... And your partner was okay with them. Could you pick out the onions and feed them the onions? Right. This is like going to McDonald's with your kids. It's like, uh, I don't like the pickles. Fine. Put them on mine. We're fine here. Yeah. This wasn't a roadblock. (laughs) There was no third roadblock here. One person has to eat Savlaki no matter how much they don't like onions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not policing what falls on the ground. Mm -hmm. Like, oops, my onions fell on the ground. Sorry. Hey, Dusty. Oops, my onions fell in my, yeah. <laughs> Oops, my onions fell in my partner's mouth. Mm-hmm. Or the trash can. So, all right. Yes. They they get through one. And they look to the woman. Clue. Clue, please. They're, and they're, like, yelling at her, too, right? And this poor woman, I mean, she's used to customer service, right? So she's probably used to, like, the Karens of the world, the Greek Karens uh, yelling in, the, in her faces. She's like, just go through the routine. You can do it, Mamo. Okay, uh, our special of the day is Suvlaki, but first you have to spell it. And as a result, they get on the wrong path here and think, okay, we did it wrong the first time. I guess we have to do it again. There's something we're missing. Yeah, so she makes up another Suvlaki for them and uh, make us a small one. Can we get a small? <laughs> yeah, those kids, were is there a kid size? Yeah. <laughs> like the junior Suvlaki. I mean, just, I mean, like, who knew you could get two? Yeah, I mean, could you voluntarily have another one? I mean, Ryan and Dusty, I think, would have gotten some for the road. Totally. Doggy bag. Mm -hmm, For sure. I mean, that's always my question with the food-related tasks. Like, you got to prepare the food. Are you allowed to eat some of it while you're working? Because we know famously they're not allowed to, you know, they they don't get fed while they're out on the race course. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there and you're hungry and you're working... Mm-hmm. Why not? Like, you know, a couple of domades kind of off to the side. Oh, I screwed this one up. Better eat it. 
Yeah. That is, that is interesting. They could have theoretically hoarded a bunch of food to eat after the pit stop, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, well, we did have an entire leg of like preparing and having food prepared for us. Like, let's dig in now that we've had a hard day's work. What's the food situation uh, at the pit stop? Do we know this? Have either of you ever uh, come across this information? Is it like all you can eat or is everybody on sort of like uh, like a ration? I think they can eat whatever they want from like craft services when they're not on the clock. But mm-hmm. out on the race course, any food that you eat has to, you have to buy out of the money they give you. Got right. it. And there, there have been secret scenes. I'm remembering as recently back as like the Amazing Race 31. I think there was a scene where somebody bought like a bunch of fast food for everybody. And some people hoard money. Others just like pack away a bunch of power bars and just subsist mm-hmm. on those for the entirety mm-hmm. of the season. So much like the, the race proper, like it's up to what you do with your funds, including food and drink. OK, well, they were getting some free souvlaki, but it was not agreeing uh, with Lala here because uh, it's 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 not going down. I'm gagging. I threw up in my mouth, swallowed that, came out through my nose, sniffed it back up. <laughs> it was so bad. Well, there's precedent for this as well. Oh, boy. This there is, is my, my all-time favorite episode of The Amazing Race. Yes. The season six leg in Hungary, where they all had to eat this very spicy soup while a band played behind them. Yes. And one of the racers very famously ate a bunch of the soup. Threw it up into the soup bowl and had to eat it again. Oh, I mean, that yeah. would be no problem for Dusty, but I mean, but for again, everybody else. This is soup. The, that was not the Otis of this task. No, like, I could I could expect it with the very spicy soup. This is just like street food. This is literal street food. It's bread some and meat is, and vegetables. Yeah, some, of, some of it is literally on the street. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't get this down. This is the worst I've ever felt in my life. Eating this souvlaki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that uh, Lulu and Lala, I felt like that food tasks were like uh, their superpower. uh, I mean, their success came on food tasks this season. Yeah, they're literal bread and butter. Yeah. I mean, not not food that they had to put in their mouths, but food they had to make with their hands. They're Mm -hmm. totally cool with it. That's fine. Eating the food? No. Yeah, that's like the ultimate irony, right? Like the chef that is not tempted by eating his own creations because he has an aversion to food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And they still... Couldn't figure it out. Oh my god, I feel so dumb. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great sound clip. It's a, it's a great out of context clip that I would just want to use for, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, for example, maybe several celebrity Big Brother contestants that are coming out of the house in the next week mm-hmm. or so. Oh my god, I feel so dumb. Yeah. Okay. Put that on the soundboard. Put it on the soundboard. All right. Uh, let's uh, check back in with uh, Penn and Kim. Uh, they have arrived and have won $7,500 each. Phil notes they are racking up the trips. Who could forget? They have a Cape Cod adventure uh, in their back pocket and now raking in the cash. I mean, they've won Turkey, Cape Cod, and then a whole bunch of cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've won uh, 10000 They've won $25,000 which I believe is like the payment that I think maybe like a third place team gets uh, at the end of the day. So like they've already earned a nice stipend for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so far so good uh, for Kim and Penn who are looking uh, more and more uh, like they are the prohibitive favorites to win the amazing race uh, as the weeks go by. I'm not mad at it. They were my winner pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, and they have yet to really find their stumbling block. Like it's so interesting that I guess really this, this, it was the, She's task combined with this entire advent of the staggered group stars that have like left Ryan and Dusty in third place for so long. Now they were at second 
at some point. But it is interesting that you would think, okay, here's another, you know, leading team that's going to claw its way back to the top. But I think due to both the structure of the past few legs and the fact that Kim and Penn really haven't had a moment to slip up has contributed to the fact that they finished three first places in a row. Now, this is the amazing race where still anything could happen. And they're very cautionary to be like, we'll trade it all in if you come in first on the, in the very last leg. But I mean, they've had a very, very good track record so far. It's it's tough to find a spot where they're going to slip up, except next week when it seems like we might be getting into some more luck-based tasks than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of good teams been taken out by the luck-based tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Arun and Natalia arrive at the uh, at the church uh, where Ryan finally, uh, with uh, the help of uh, looks like Kayla is uh, is also doing this with him, uh, yeah. realizes his mistake. Well, basically, he's about ready to jet out again, and then the priest goes, "The next one," uh, and, and they're like, "Wait, what?" And I just love sassy priest being like, "Why are you in such a hurry?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, only the penitent man will pass, Ryan. Remember. <laughs> That was a little bit like uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the whole thing, like uh, basically yeah. like uh, oh, you've chosen poorly. Go back. That would have been an interesting You chose the test. carpenter's icon. Yeah, exactly. Choose the Holy Grail that contains the Suvlaki. Mm-hmm. I think the luck-based task is next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what What are they doing uh, next week? Looks they're, like they're, they're literally ahead, turning over rocks. Oh, think, yes. To like look for something. Uh, I would have loved to see Indiana Jones and his dad race together. I think that would have been an <laughs> yeah. interesting, amazing race team. Yeah, they would. that would be a really good, good father-son team. Shavlaki. <laughs> <laughs> dad, what? Dad, what? Okay. So... Um, <laughs> Let's see. Um, so Ryan has finally got it. Kayla's finally got it. Um, uh, Arun and Natalia, they don't really have any drama over here uh, with uh, the uh, with too much of uh, the, the quiz, right? Uh, Natalia does get it wrong once. So, you know, her and Ryan seem to be the only people that actually struggled on the quiz. Not sure what it was for Natalia because it doesn't seem like, you know, she was with Kayla and Ryan, I believe, when they were listening. So she knew probably to stay through the lecture. Was it just poor memory? I'm not entirely sure, but it made no difference because again, Lulu and Lala were so far behind. Mm -hmm. All right. Lulu and Lala, they repeatedly throughout the paper until they, they finally realized uh, to check the paper in the garbage. They did it. It's great. They They did did it. it. Okay. So congratulations to, uh, Lulu and Lala, they move on. They're gonna head. They're gonna head to the church. Okay. Um, meanwhile, uh, we see the other teams. Uh, you know, having having some struggles with uh, the directions. Uh, specifically, Arun and Natalia. This is like their uh, main Achilles heel to bring in another uh, great Greek icon. Yeah, but it's like the the race is one giant foot. Mm-hmm. So like the the Achilles heel is it's pretty monumental part of it so again they they escape because of other teams mistakes but i don't know especially in greece i'm gonna imagine they're gonna have to keep continuing the self-driving and there are while we do feel there's gonna be a non-elimination last week next week they're running out of very little wiggle room to be able to to get their way into the final three here mm-hmm. yeah they really can't fly too close to the sun to borrow yeah. another greek exactly. yeah I mean, or they could be the they could be the Trojan horse and actually have you know a strong team lurking inside secretly coming. Yeah, out could you imagine? Everybody. So next week they get come in last place, non elimination leg, and just then they win. They have four times they they came in last place, but then they win it the race. Would be, 
I would love it just because it's the ultimate troll. Yeah. I would be so happy to watch. Like I would go straight to the official CBS Facebook page mm-hmm. and I would just read comments with a big bowl of popcorn in my lap. It Best would be wonderful team ever. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, the, you know, the further removed we get from Isle of Extinction, like the more comfortable I am with the Chris Underwood win, because I think it's such a great it's such a great story. It's like that's when they put that possibility in there, they got to allow for that to happen. And mm-hmm. it did happen. And it was great. Yeah. We don't check in too much on the amazing race. Uh, Facebook oh, page. Boy. Oh boy. Yeah. What, yeah. We should save it for the tar save pit. It for, save it for the tar pit. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know what their reaction is to the season. Yeah. I would imagine that people are liking it more than last season because there is no, you know, big domineering alliance like there was last time. Even like the more uh, super fan based perspectives that I'm seeing is sort of agreeing with that as well. I think they say it's still a little weird because of the blip mm-hmm. of it all, but the teams are enjoyable enough. Yeah. And even in a leg like this, where you look at the final placements and they're essentially identical to the leg beforehand, there was enough shuffling around to still make the episode exciting. I mean, I don't know if they curate the page at all, but at least like this first post I'm looking at, it, it seems like almost universal like uh, praise for the Amazing Race, and uh, they love this season. Yeah, it's very positive. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of it's it's good energy. Yeah, I mean we're used to you know a lot of the Survivor and Big Brother posts, a lot of a yes. lot of negativity. I don't know Amazing Race Facebook. Uh, oh no, there's a Kim and Penn hater. But... Okay, well get lost. How about that? Like, yeah, apparently. Make like Lulu and Lala and get lost, okay? <laughs> You're not welcome in Cape Cod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take a long walk off a short pier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take take that opinion and uh, treat it like a, a Suvlaki clue and throw it in the trash. <laughs> I will say, uh, Phil was had some really interesting lines in this episode. Did you catch the thing that he said to Ryan and Dusty where he's just like, congratulations, you will be racing in the next leg of the race the ninth leg. It's the most purred happily I think I've ever heard Phil Hogan be. <laughs> like, he literally has nothing else to say. He's like, yes, you will be going on the next leg of the amazing race mm-hmm. because you were not in last this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A race is when you run to a final destination and try to come in first place. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you are not the last team to arrive, so you will continue. Understood? Yeah. Nice weather we're having. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, then check in with Lulu and Lala. Uh, they're going to get to the church. Uh, boy, uh, w- w- we asked Lulu and Lala about this in the exit interview. I said, La- uh, Lulu, you aced this. Uh, this was incredible. A uh, little bit of the yada yada here. A little bit. Took them two but, times to get through. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm really going to have to go back and watch it again because I did not register that the icon guy was terribly good looking, but they said he was. Yeah. All about those eyes. Uh, yeah. Did they cut out when Lulu tried to eat some of the portraits because she thought she had to and they had to stop her from doing so? <laughs> no. Uh, but this is not the first time where it is like uh, they're really uh, big eyes people. Uh, they are. Uh, this was, Remember, there was another person that they saw along the, the way? The, like, the butcher. Yeah. yeah they, they, oh, did you see those eyes? Like the big yeah. bad wolf. Yeah, or like that Panamanian shopkeeper, right? During Survivor Pearl mm-hmm. Islands. She wants mm-hmm. to steal your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Lulu gets through it. Wow. 
Okay. Uh, and so they get through, and it's really just going to be a, a, a foot race, basically, because uh, Ken, Lulu, and Lala, who know where the pit stop is, find it again before Arun and Natalia, who don't know where it is. No. No, they cannot, uh, which makes us believe that it really wasn't that close whatsoever. Uh, I would imagine that any amount of time they could have possibly made up was eaten away quite by quite literally the second Slovakia that they had to eat. Also coupled with the fact that apparently they had to do the roadblock twice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Lulu and Lala, uh, they, they, well, I guess Arun and Natalia, they check in and they are pumped up because they are not last. I mean, it's it's kind of rare these days, so you got to take them where you can get them. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're pumped up. They're ready to go. Uh, Lulu and Lala come in. Uh, they are get a, a little bit of shade from the greeter. Welcome again, girls. Thank the you. big ladies. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait. This is a man from Greece, and he called them the pink ladies. Oh. oh. I love this man. He's my new favorite. That's incredible. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. T- tell me more. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they were not grease lightning. Uh, <laughs> they were burning up the quarter mile because they kept driving around and around in circles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, Lulu and Lala, they're in good spirits, Jess. They're having fun. They're having fun. Okay. Um, uh, they're, they're a little, little, uh, bit of tears, some raccoon eyes. A little bit, but no, they were, they were, I mean, I couldn't tell though if the tears were, cause they were crying when eating this, the Slovaki as mm-hmm. well. So like, I don't know what it was from. I also love them also throwing a bit of shade there as well about, you know, we underestimated ourselves a lot, but we came, we overcame so many challenges. We ate suka kukaniki. I believe what they called it this time around. Maybe that was just one of them choking on an onion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that sound that you make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they decide we're going to jump in the water. And, and they go and they run for it and they uh, jump off the pier. Well, that's the most dramatic exit we've had in a while. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Put that one on the soundboard too, Rob. I think we're going to need that later. <laughs> yeah, that made me LOL. You play that after uh, Kylan's eviction in BB-23. <laughs> well, that's the most dramatic exit we've had in a while. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. It's a little bit of like uh, what would play during, you know, the freeze frame that usually ends most movies. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, oh, just someone by there standing that I love. Listen, I love me some. This episode was full of sass, whether it be from yeah. Phil or from the Grecian people. And so I really enjoyed it. I yeah. feel like one of us loses our Internet connection and drops off. Then we got to do that drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very dramatic exit. OK, uh, this was leg eight. Yes, we are moving on to the ninth <laughs> leg of the Amazing Race. Yeah, a leg is a portion of the race. Yes, yes, okay. And there have been eight of them so far, and the next one will be number nine. Number nine, okay. Uh, number nine will still continue to be in Greece. Yes, uh, we are going to, I believe according to Wikipedia, we are going to, because we were in what, Thessaloniki. Thessaloniki. Yeah, I think, like, we're, I think we're staying in, Thessalo- in, in Thessaloniki uh, this time. So I guess there's a lot to explore in this well, crowd. There were two whole books of the Bible about this place. Whoa. I only but, read the parts that apply to St. Christopher. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's in the, the Bible, Michael. Carrying the children on his back. <laughs> I love the, uh, what was it, Kayla's mnemonic device for remembering that as well. Like, my friend Chris is really has a lot of burdens that he has to carry. Mm-hmm. So 
here we are uh, with just four teams. Uh, we're in this uh, very weird position where Arun and Natalia are clear four out of four. We are headed into what should be a certain non-elimination leg. Uh, is there any chance we get keep racing instead of non-elimination? It's possible. Mike, what was it they told you again? Because <laughs> I think this is the, the season that's had the most uh, non-elimination legs of any season. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they told me that they were, had found ways to not include more non-elimination legs wow. because of the blip. That it wasn't like, okay, since we only came back with seven teams, we're doing like four non-elimination legs. But that seemed to be a lie uh, because <laughs> I have not experienced any sort of unorthodox or Greek orthodox, Greek orthodox yeah. <laughs> ways in which they have done non-eliminations. It just seems like they're having teams finish last without doing a speed bump. So I have yet to see any sort because of don't forget changes. Lulu and Lala got one in the second ep- in the second leg of the season. Uh, and that was a keep on racing. Yeah. Uh, so that was a non-elimination. Yeah. They think they seem to think that that keep on racing legs are somehow distinct and different from non-elimination legs, but they really aren't because it turns out that the only difference now is that you leave a little bit later, which you probably would if it was a keep on racing leg anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is keep on racing is a non-elimination leg without a break, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somehow Michael and Mo stumbled into the grenade, which was the elimination leg twice. Yep. Uh, I mean, one team is luckier than the other team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I suppose so. Yeah, I don't know. Arun and Natalia must have like four leaf clovers up their butts or something like yeah. they are yeah. incredibly lucky. Yeah. Can't wait to see them turning over rocks. They're just going to turn one over. It's going to be right there. Boom. Yeah. They're going to come in first place. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I, I guess we'll see. I mean, maybe one of the other teams will completely just like bottom out next week, and then Arun and Natalia will pass them, who we think are lovely. We we have yeah, greatly enjoyed Arun. having them, them on the race, but I mean that, that we're just looking at, we're looking at the back of the baseball card here. It's true. I mean, mm-hmm. I would love nothing more than to see them win. They're wonderful people. Sure, they could do a lot of good Absolutely. with that million dollars, but it would also be an it would be an ironic win. Don't you think? Yeah, exactly. very and iconic. It would be ironic both. and iconic. Yeah, who wants to be iconic? Arun and Natalia do by winning after being non-eliminated four mm-hmm. times. Yeah. So yep. if if we're sort of like looking at the other teams, I don't know. Am I reading into this too much that this constant talk about Raquel and Kayla finally winning a leg? Could they possibly not win a leg until the final one that they're still in the hunt to win this entire season? We've seen that happen. That's the Joey and Kelsey edit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know how much we should count them out either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've been a very strong racing team, uh, like of their own merit. I mean, that they uh, started this uh, one in, in second place, right? And then they ended up in second place. Yeah, but I'm looking at the edit and I kind of see a I see a Penn and Kim winners edit because precisely because nobody else is saying they're the team to beat. We have to beat them. I feel like if they were going to get taken out in the final leg we would have people saying that they're going to take them out in the final leg and Mm. because we're not seeing that and there's not a lot being made of the fact that they're so dominant i think they're trying to downplay the dominance so that we don't feel cheated when they end up winning Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's an interesting point yeah we're not exactly getting the david slays goliath storyline to quote something else from the bible necessarily you know it's it's more so this idea of Hey, they're doing really well. And don't pay attention to that leaderboard. Everyone's in it right now. Mm -hmm. Weird amount of Bible references in this in this podcast. Well, I mean, there's a lot of Bible stuff in this episode. Guess so. Yeah. 
Okay. Anything else about this week's Amazing Race? I think this is an example of how, while tasks can certainly bring a leg up or down, it's the teams that always make the Amazing Race at the end of the day. Because again, while I really enjoyed the second roadblock, you know, I thought the other tasks were kind of nothing burgers uh, or nothing Savlakis, if you will, of just like, all right, these are very simple things. It felt like we were just kind of doing random things around Greece. But because of how the teams interacted with it and oftentimes overthought and made mistakes, that made for what I thought was a really entertaining episode overall. And there were placement switches because of the mistakes that teams are making. So again, it just leads into what I have always thought about the amazing race that we could gripe and, and certainly pump up the leg design, but at the end of the day, it's the teams that are going to make it's the them. friends we make along the way. It's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine if it was just like all racers who were, you know, baseline competent at stuff. And then it was just like, they're all phoning it in. Then we get season 24 all over again. Mm-hmm. Like you get some good racers in season 24. You got yourself season, but you know, these tasks are a notch up from 24, but the people are amazing. Yeah. Hence the, the name. Yeah, it's right in there in the name. Mm-hmm. Right there on the tin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, this was, uh, uh, you know, again, a fun week of the show. We're in the home stretch. I think we have two more weeks of, of Amazing Race. Yep, that's the implication is next week is the final one-hour episode, and we get a two-hour episode. Don't know if that means that we're guaranteed non-elimination next week, and then we have our penultimate leg in elimination, and then the final leg. I don't know if we could you know, have a final elimination next week and then just one big mega leg thing over two hours on March 2nd. But yeah, uh, you know, everything is ending and beginning on CBS reality. And it begins to start, you know, next week as we start to to close in here with the final four teams. It's odd, like the post-blip phase of the Amazing Race has felt very long and very short at the same time. Like, oh my God, we're already already down to the final four teams. But at the same time, we did start essentially with seven like a month ago. (laughs) So it does feel like we've had very little progress. We've stretched it out. Okay. Uh, Jess, uh, what's coming up for you? Um, Well, my everything is ending and beginning because uh, speaking of the end is the beginning. The Walking Dead is coming back. And um, the whole team got together together. this should be in your feeds very shortly. Uh, Josh Wiggler and Chappelle and AJ Mass and I got together to talk about episode one of season 11B. And it was a lot of fun. The is this the home itself, stretch? This is no, this is the penultimate stretch. Oh, my God. There's one more set of episodes after this one. There's an 11C. Yeah, there's an 11C. I mean, I don't know why they're not just saying, you know, that this is season 12 and season 13 is coming up. It's got to be something about paychecks and contracts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what's going on with me. And then we have Killing Eve coming up very soon. And Josh Wiggler and Brooklyn Zed and I are going to be talking about the final season of Killing Eve, which thankfully is only one set of episodes. Okay. All right. Uh, check that all out on post show recaps. And uh, we're uh, closing in on uh, only a couple more weeks of uh, Amazing Race. Can you believe it? I cannot. All right. Mike, what's coming up for you? Yeah, I'll start with the post-show recap stuff, sort of go off of what Jess said. So we finished up, uh, we're finishing up our X-Files coverage. We're going to keep going with Lost. Uh, we did a big Star Wars wrap-up podcast, mm-hmm. myself, uh, Rich, and Latanya, just sort of like giving our overall thoughts on the Book of Boba Fett. What does it mean for Star Wars series to come? We went over a bunch of news, including the fact that Obi-Wan series is coming up in like 
three months. So we're, we're going to sit in the back to tank for a little bit uh, before we come back with more Star Wars, finishing up the Legend of Vox Machina. Uh, something big that happened this week was on yes. Sunday during the Super Bowl. There was the first trailer and footage of the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, which is, uh, you know, Amazon's big Lord of the Rings adaptation that is coming in September. So now that we have enough information, because there was like a big Vanity Fair spread as well that, that went into a lot of details about the series, I got together with a renowned Tolkien head, Angela Bloom. We talked about basically everything we know about the series so far, surprisingly seven months ahead of time. So if you want a little bit of a taste as to what's to come with that series, check that out. And then over on the reality TV side of things, of course, as we mentioned, uh, my parade.com interview with Lulu and Lala. Really fun. It talked a lot about, you know, some of the outside stuff they were bringing into the Amazing Race. You know, I asked Lulu about that breakup that really seemed to fuel uh, what happened to them the first couple legs. Of course, tragically losing their grandma. They were fantastic. Understandably so. These are on-air personalities. So check that out. If you are a celebrity Big Brother fan, I know you want to read my interview with Shayna Mokler. Uh, she does not disappoint when it comes to her own reception and perception towards a lot of the stuff that happened in the house the past few days. And we'll continue to do Exit Press through the finale happening. By the time we'll be talking about Amazing Race next, uh, Celebrity Big Brother will be over. Uh, and then also covering Survivor as well. Tomorrow, uh, February 18th, is the last day that I am doing my interviews that I did preseason with the cast. I've been doing two a day. So the cast will be finalized uh, in written form as of Friday. But Rob, you and I got together this past week to preview the middle six, the Taku tribe of Survivor 42, listening to interviews and sort of talking through their uh, their presumptive games. That was a lot of fun. We have one more of those coming next week as well. So again, like I've been saying, we are in the eye of the storm of CBS reality TV at this moment. I'm a little windswept, but I'm I'm feeling good. And I'm excited that, you know, things are starting to come to a close on some respects and opening up in other aspects over the next few weeks. Yeah, of course, if you want to listen to that podcast where Mike and I previewed the second of the three Survivor Tribes, that's up at robinswebsite.com and make sure you subscribe robinswebsite.com slash subscribe in addition to our amazing race coverage. We have uh, Survivor, Celebrity Big Brother uh, going on and everything else, uh, reality TV, even Joe Millionaire up at robhasawebsite.com. Thank you so much for uh, watching uh, or listening to us today. We'll be back next week to talk about leg number nine of course the next leg of the amazing race take care everybody have a good one bye